What's up, what's up, dude? What it is, I hit record As already. did I. Right Sweet. into it. We're, do you do you want to get right in it? This do are we are, are Sean and Andrew about to get right in it? Sean and Andrew get right in it. <laughs> All right, then I guess. Well, then buddies, strap in. We're about to get right in it. We talking Black Panther? It being Black Panther. Uh, Sean, when did you see Black Panther? I saw it at six thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time last night. I saw it at 2.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, February 19th, 18th, 18th, let's say yeah. 18th. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fuck. that. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, let's just take a couple minutes to find out what day it was. It was the 18th. Nice. Very important. Nice. Very important. Uh, it came uh, out Thursday night. Yeah. Um, it made... Uh, one quarter of a quintillion bajillion dollars. It made a lot of money. Phrase. Made a shit ton of money. I think it might have awesome. I think it might have already made more money than Justice League did in America. It beat Justice League's like ninety something day total in four days by like forty million. Like Justice League was like out of the running by like maybe Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> which is insane. Oh boy! Like, well, that's more of a statement uh, about Justice League than it is Black Panther, but it's also a statement of Black pa- about Black Panther too. Yeah, that's actually like interesting because like you'd think just Justice League is the most wrecking. Are they anymore? Like Justice League for a while was the most recognizable superheroes. You have Batman and Superman, but Marvel kind of is. A more recognizable brand, at least with movies at well, this point. And I think not, it, yeah. I think it kind of proves the point with Black Panther too that I don't think brand recognition really matters anymore. If anything, it's people like different things, things that are different. Yeah. They'd prefer you know? like a newer superhero to like a Batman or a super, even Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's kind of a good comparison because that's a Marvel what? movie, but it yeah. didn't make that much money. How much did Homecoming make? I don't think it. I don't know. Let's did look that it up. well? It did like okay. Like it did f- yeah. good, but it didn't do like didn't do Spider Man three numbers, bro. Spider Man <laughs> three numbers, bro, are fucking insane. Considering how uh, bad that movie is, um, it made Spider Man three. Do you remember that opening week? Spider Man Homecoming uh, made eighty eight hundred eighty point two million dollars uh, worldwide, presumably. Um, yeah. Production budget 175, which isn't the worst. Domestic, it made it's 334. Low. It made 334 domestic, which certainly not Spider Man, Sam Raimi Spider Man numbers, but like that's, you know, that's not, that's nothing to really like scoff at. It's no, good. but I think like, I, I mean, maybe is Spider Man just not as recognizable as we think? Like, because yeah. whenever when people talk about the most, the biggest cultural impact of superheroes, they usually it's Batman, Superman, Spider Man. He's usually mm-hmm. in that conversation. Hulk, maybe, because uh, it also kind of has to do with who's had the most media over the last hundred years, or you know, seventy yeah. years, which you know those four probably do. Wonder Woman probably being up there too, because she had a show. Uh-huh. Uh, Black yeah. Panther, though, like, really, 
his only exposure to like the masses is probably Civil War before this. Yeah. I don't really um, remember any like cartoons. No, I don't remember him showing up in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. I feel like that was my main intro to uh, <laughs> most like superhero stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. The old 90s Spider-Man cartoon where everybody had square barreled laser guns. And uh, <laughs> I learned later in life like he wasn't allowed to they weren't allowed to have real guns because the Batman, the animated series was like the people. People were pissed about it, even though it's great. Uh, and he couldn't like fight people because they'd be they're like no he's gonna people are gonna kids are good kids, uh, so guns, he, like, yeah so like everybody has square barreled laser guns, and like he all he can do is like kind of swing in and kick people and then like that's it. Still love the fucking show as a kid. Everybody gets one. Everybody, um, everybody gets one. <laughs> that's um, a good bit. That's a good bit, Seth. Um, it really is. Um, yeah. So yeah, Black Panther like. Made a ton of money. Yep. Like, that's kind of an understatement. It's the second highest grossing opening weekend behind the Avengers uh, in really? Marvel, I've, in terms of in terms oh, of okay. Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, it's, number, it's... Where is it at in that, like... It's number five. Office, okay. I, I, I committed it to memory because uh, for you this, and I also... About. I wrote about it in my review, which you can find on the Pop Talk, but possibly right now. It might be up tomorrow. I don't know. Ooh. I'm not the editor, so... Uh, the... Uh, it's behind Force Awakens. I think it's Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Avengers, and then Jurassic World. And then this. Do you remember how, like, I every once in a while, like, I re, I remember how much money Jurassic World made in its opening weekend. I'm just like, what the fuck was going on? I don't <laughs> like, know, man. There must have been, like, no other movies out that weekend because. That summer 2015? That was a. Is that 2015? Is that that long ago? Yeah. It feels like fucking wow. forever ago. Right? Uh, yeah, that was like Age of Ultron summer, I think. Right? Ultron, because yeah. Ultron, Ultron might have Ultron made less opening weekend. It didn't do it didn't. as well as Avengers, but it still yeah. made a billion dollars. So I mean, who's who's really, you know, everyone's they're still making their money. Yep, they're still printing their money. Oh, boy, Age of Ultron's so weird. Um, I feel like I can't yeah, hear myself clearly, but uh, you you sound fine to me. Um, okay, then I'm gonna not change anything and fuck it up in the edit. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, Black Panther, it's, it's, I I think it's really a testament to just what people want something different. Uh, it's also, um, a, if you even just get like the director, Ryan Coogler has made three movies, this being the third, unless there's something that I don't know about. Fruitvale Station is a small fucking movie, but it is really, really good. Creed should not work because it's the seventh Rocky movie, but it's fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. And then this, it's like, there's things I think he knows how to do as a director. Uh, and this movie kind of pushes him to areas that I don't think he's as comfortable with. But overall, it's just like a, it's it's just a good movie. I really liked it, I guess. if we're I like, did too. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, just cut into the chase. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess spoilers from now yeah, on oh, too. Full, full um, spoilers. If you don't get it by now, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, man. We... We spoil it literally everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out, Sean, Chadwick Boseman was the Black Panther the whole time. <laughs> you fucking kidding me, man? Like, I didn't see that coming. Um, uh, Michael <clears> Keaton. Excuse me. And also Michael Keaton. 
was his dad. Didn't see that coming either. Didn't see that coming either. Um, if that was like every Marvel movie now, Michael Keaton shows up just to be someone's dad out of nowhere. It's just like, oh no. <laughs> He's everyone's dad. Um, going back to Coogler uh, though, he also brought in a lot of people from v- Fruitvale Station. I think his cinematographer, Rachel Morrison. Really? Um, yeah, uh, really? Ludwig Gorenson. Great score, by the way. He did the score. The fucking I think he music did. is fucking great throughout the whole yeah, he, movie. We'll oh, talk he about did, it. He did Get Out, Black Panther, Fruitvale Station, Creed. So he's got some He's got some good credits. Um, yeah. He's probably got more. That's just the top of the, his IMDb. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he brought in the production designer, Hannah, Hannah Beachler. I'm looking at. Uh, That's just interesting double checking. that he brought in a production designer because, uh, well, no, not no, that makes sense. But I, I feel like this movie at times had a look real, real similar in certain scenes to Thor Ragnarok. Um, yeah. So Fruitvale, she did Fruitvale and Creed too. Yeah. So she's yeah. They've all he kind of kept that the production. The design elements from that's, his previous films, which is kind of cool. That's really cool because those are Fruitvale Station is a f- true life story, and mm-hmm. like Black Panther is a documentary. Like, they, yeah, they're two completely different fucking styles of movie. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is like a sci-fi fucking crazy town, like uh, Afrofuturism look the entire time, while it also has to fit into a larger established like just look continuity. You know what I mean? Like that's really cool. It definitely has, it definitely has, I, I, I came to mind like Thor. I was like, okay, there's like a little bit of that, like Mm -hmm. kind of, it's like weirdly like medieval tech. They also brought it up and I thought about it too in the movie, a lot of Phantom Menace. And I also thought about Star Wars, like the prequels in Thor too, kind of like, especially dark world. Um, uh, huh. Just like that kind of regal, like futuristic, but also hey, Sean, old when you looking. Say, when you say regal, are you talking about like, uh, like, is that regal? <laughs> is that regal? Um, I'm sorry. Fucking uh, Newt Gunray. Let's, remember just, his just, name. let's just start at this off being racist. No, that oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was, no. No, I was just kidding. It was Newt Gunray. It was Newt Gunray, no. man. It's George Lucas is the racist. We're just repeating it. Because um, <laughs> he sold it to children. Um, we're going to cut this all out. Um, good. I, right as I got started, I was like, oh, no. I got no, it. No. But it is, like, kind of, it has that look of, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like, it's... Old but new, you know. Um, yeah. But specifically, the throne room stuff did look a lot like that scene Fucking in Jedi Phantom Council. Menace. Yeah, well, not Jedi even the Council. Jedi Council, the the Naboo Council, where yeah, freaking uh, General Zod and uh, Padme are chilling. General Zod, are you Terrence, Terrence Stamps in Phantom Menace. I was like, Uh, are you fucking telling me there's a young Michael Shannon (laughs) hidden somewhere in Phantom Menace? Because I would flip the fuck out if that was true. Um, He could have been in it. Who knows? Yeah, he Um, probably is. I'm the Roger Roger. (laughs) (laughs) He's Darth Maul, dude. Um, 
That'd be fucking awesome, dude. Michael, Sh- Mikey Shannon as Darth Maul in the acting scenes. Um, oh man. Yeah, there's. I guess we're gonna talk about problems with the movie. I think it's there are things that feel dated in it, like special effects wise, it's kind of all over the place. Mm, some it, of it looks great. Some of it looks pretty bad. It was never anything that really bothered me. Um, just because I feel like that's it's it's just one of these kind of movies, and I feel like the trailers alone, like uh, in particular in the car chase in South Korea, there's this part where he gets thrown from a car and he's and he like gets flung through the air and he like runs on the side of the building and then like leaps onto another car and like smashes the wheel out. And he looks, he basically looks like, remember when Ben Affleck's Daredevil would like jump and tumble through the air Dude. on the fucking, uh, like that window washer thing. He, yeah. It's, it's that kind of CGI where it's like, or that fight scene in Blade 2 where, or anything in Spider-Man 3 where it's just like suddenly. Anything in just the Raimi Spider-Man movies, it kind of just read like that. It's that weird that kind weird of. weird movement. It's that weird kind of superhero movement. Where, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where he's just kind of like, it's just like rubbery kind of. Um, there's a. <laughs> Uh, this is a shout out to the uh, the Blank Check podcast, which I haven't listened to in a while, where they would do, when they went, were talking about the Star Wars prequels, they would describe when characters go full CGI as they would turn into a bunch of flubber, and they would flubber <laughs> around for a while. It's really, I think, the best term for it, but there's a fuckload of flubber in, in this movie. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, that's like the only, <clears throat> and then there's some bad me. green screen. Well, like any CGI, if the movie's good, it doesn't really matter. It's yeah. inconsequential. It's just a means to an end. Yeah, it, it's, it was everything that bothered me and it, it's separate enough. Like it's never like, um, it's not like War for the Planet of the Apes where it's like if suddenly Caesar like moved around all like really fucking weird. And there's probably a couple shots where he does it. But like if there's a scene, like suddenly if it's one of the main characters, like where they're supposed to interact and stuff, like it would take me out of it. But it's when it's only when he is black Panther and he moves and does everything in a crazy way. He's in a suit mm. that doesn't absorb vibrations. So like maybe that is like, I, I can head cannon it. No, it's, it's in the matrix sequels. This is the way that I feel like I explain mm. it away in my head. When Neo starts doing all the superhuman shit is usually when he turns he turns into flubber. I, I shouldn't be completely stealing this bit, but uh, when he goes completely CGI, in those movies I, I headcanon it where he's breaking the simulation of the Matrix so much that you can tell that it's computerized. That's how I can accept watching the Matrix sequels on repeat viewings because I have no life. It, it's the same thing when he goes into like when he goes into the suit and he starts doing superhuman shit. Like I. I in separated. Well, they also like, and I think it's like a, a testament to like costume design too. They they do use materials that look kind of fake ish. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's not. It looks inhuman, so they can hide it better with CGI. And I, correct me if I'm wrong. <coughs> I th- isn't Black Panther entirely CGI like Spider Man in Civil War? Yeah, I feel like there's probably a couple shots where he's not, but. Yeah, I remember there was like production photos like before any of the trailers, and he he was like covered in mocap kind of dots. I feel like mm. most of them are at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, especially if they're never doing anything in the realm of like human ability. Mm. Like Captain America is really the only one that doesn't need to be like that. Can't be CGI all the time. 
Thor's armor, for the most part. Uh, That's true. Thor, the where you see most of their, if you don't see their face, it's going to be CGI, basically. Yeah. I mean, like Falcon. Well, yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah, no, no, most of them. Well, there's that set photo that's floating around from Avengers 4 where it's everybody in their suits and they're covered in mocap dots, but that, we don't know what the fuck's going on in that, so it could be something else going on. Yeah, yeah. So, Caps in his uh, yeah, but the, uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. There's, there's a one, there's one shot. It's in the long take in the casino, which we'll get to, which is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yep. Um, uh, he jumps not in Black Panther costume and it looked kind of fake. Right. He does. But that was it. Yeah, I didn't mind. That was like, yeah. eh, it was, it was a cool enough sequence. And also I said this in my review too. Like, I think, um, some of, I think he gets kind of overshadowed by a lot of the supporting cast. Um, yeah. And I kind of, I, I like and that. I liked it. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you uh, liked it. I'm glad we agree on this. Cause that was a dude. Let's talk about. I'm gonna splitting. butcher. I'm gonna butcher the name. Uh, Okoye, is that how you say it? She is She's the, the head of the the guard that guards Black Panther. The all the female warriors. Yeah. And she to me totally stole the show. I think the not only did the supporting characters steal the show. I think it's all the female supporting characters in this movie steal the fucking movie. Um, hmm. His sister was my personal favorite, uh, whose name... Oh, she was great. Whose name escapes me off the top of my head. Um, I will pull it it up right now. It is... Shuri. Uh, Shuri. Shuri, That's what it is. Uh, Who's played by uh, Leticia Wright. I hope I'm saying that right. I I don't know how to read. Mm -hmm. Um, Who was in the last episode of season four of Black Mirror. She's in the, the Black Museum episode. I didn't see season four, but I think Devin, a uh, friend of the podcast, mentioned that she was in a Black Mirror episode. I didn't realize it was her until I looked it up after. I was like, fuck, that's great. Because she was my favorite. Um, favorite side character by by far. Ooh, she's in Ready Player One, too. Yeah, Ready Word. Player One. Um, they, actually, they actually released a pretty decent trailer the other day. Yeah, I. who knows what the fuck's going to happen with that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Steven Spielberg put out two movies within like four months of each other and, and probably were, only worked for like a day because one of them is like probably in three different locations and the other one is like 99% CGI. Uh-huh. And also he showed up and Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks were just, they were already like doing it. Like he was, just, oh, oh yeah. fuck, you just get a camera on these guys. He didn't yeah. even direct them. <laughs> They're just that good at this point. You know what I mean? Somebody get, a, somebody get a camera. And then everyone else was already busy on the computers and he just showed up and was like, Oh, oh, yeah, it looks good. Let's throw the DeLorean in oh, there. Okay, I guess if you guys, um, the Iron Giant, too. Do you guys want to hear about, um, Harrison Ford? And everyone's like, hey, Steve, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> yeah, I gotta render, um, these Overwatch characters into your movie. Uh, and he said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then they kept, kicked him out. I, I just get like. <laughs> A Ready Player One, I get like the Warcraft vibe. Like the, I only watched the like the first maybe ten minutes of Warcraft, and I, I was forgot. like, this might as well be a computer game, like a video game. I was like, this is this is so like everything is fake. And I feel like I scared you off of Warcraft because Sean texted me that he was watching. I don't think he, I don't think he you did. texted me that you were watching like, Warcraft, yeah. and I sent like seven excited text messages all within a minute at you, and like two of them were about how I've been back on. 
track. Like, I haven't watched any, like, bad movies I enjoy in a while. And within, like, oh, two weeks, I watched Gods of Egypt and Jupiter Ascending again. <laughs> Fucking, oh, boy, it was great. Another, Gods, Gods of Egypt, I'm assuming Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending 2 is another movie that's just, like, basically a cartoon. Yep, Gods with, of Egypt more so than Jupiter, I would say. With Gerard Butler's head floating around yeah, in it somewhere. It's Weird. Yeah, no, he turns into a big metal Anubis man. Uh, I really love the mythology of that, though. I honestly, like, if that was a good movie, I would, like, love that movie. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? I, that's I have a very big soft spot for movies that take a mythology and butcher the shit out of them. That's why I, like, I don't like Clash of the Titans, but I, I thoroughly enjoy Wrath of the Titans. I stand by it as a solid sequel. Uh... The God of War games as well, which are like I can't wait for the new mm. one's gonna be about Norse Norse mythology. But like the first Gods of God of War is awesome because it's like a basically a Greek tragedy. The second one I barely ever remember what happens. Like you fight all the Greek heroes of old and it's weird. The third one though is just like, yo, ten half an hour in, you're gonna kill Poseidon. And those are the stakes. <laughs> like that's where the that's where the third one's at. Like you hit every every character every heavy hitter left in Greek mythology who's made it uh, to the third game in that series. You fucking murder in a brutal way, and then something cataclysmic happens <laughs> to the earth, and that happens like once an hour in the like once or twice an hour. Like you kill the sun god, you rip his head off, and then it the world is in an eternal eclipse at this point because the sun god's dead. It's it's great. Uh, point being, though, man, I I did enjoy Warcraft when I saw it, but I saw it in IMAX 3D. I was probably pretty fucked up. Uh, I definitely brought booze with me. This was back when I was drinking. Oh, boy. Uh, and I think I smoked a little bit before because I was like, I, I need to see. I knew it was all I wanted from that movie was I wanted it to be a bunch of heavy metal album covers moving in 3D at me, and also a bunch of people talking about nonsense like it means something. And I got exactly what I wanted from Warcraft. <laughs> and can we put that quote on the fucking poster? <laughs> it's a little long, but we definitely It doesn't could. matter. No one gives a shit about the poster for Warcraft. Who's on the, the front of that movie? Not Charlie Hunnam? <laughs> That's who that guy... Yeah, some... Yeah, he's... Some like grizzled, some grizzled white he's, dude. But he's not like, Charlie Hunnam. But you'd think he's be Charlie. Yeah. Hunnam. Dominic Cooper's in it. I know that. Dominic Cooper is. He's weird. Like it's like is he uh, a bigger name than he is? But he's not. It's weird. Toby Kebbell. Toby, he's in it. Only Toby Kebbell's actually. No, nah, I was gonna rag on Toby Kebbell. He's, well, he's, he's his, his. Well, he does bad. He has he has a bad movie track record, but he's really good in that Black Mirror episode. He's good. That's probably that's one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes. Yeah, he's really good in that episode. Um, yeah, Toby Kebbell is sneaky, and he's Koba in the Planet of the Apes movies. So he, he plays a lot of motion he, capture. He's here. the main orc in Warcraft, and again, he walks away from that movie the best, probably. Like he he's in a lot of bad stuff, but he's usually like the better part. Uh, he's Doctor Doom in the shitty fan four stick. Um, ooh, we can segue back into the movie after this, but and he he he's like fine as Doom. Um, he, he with what he had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and remember how Michael B. Jordan was the Human Torch, and then he came into a Marvel movie, and he was one of the best. A real Marvel a movie, real Marvel yeah. Movie, and he was one of the best fucking villains. <laughs> yeah, second yeah. time that's yeah. happened. 
bringing yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. All you gotta um, do is find the guy from the yeah. Corman one, and then make him like, uh, oh, uh, somebody like a Captain America villain, like older. It's gotta be someone older. You just do an older Red Skull. I want, you know, I feel like because we know Hugo, we know Hugo's not coming back. That'd be how you know though, but like, how great would it be? If they did get him for like a scene as like old man Red Skull and like they keep it secret until it fucking happens. Like how if you were watching the movie and then that shows up in Infinity War, like the tag, the credit, the post credit scene or something, too, dude, I'd be so into that. I would love for him and Cap to have like one interaction and it's basically Red Skull explaining that he was the one who pointed Thanos in the direction of Earth or something like that. Like that's all you need from Red Skull to be like I've like he's waited and he's not going to see it through the end. Like, he can die right after that, or Cap can, like, mercy kill him or some shit. Like, I want him kind of old, kind of decrepit, and just, like, I pushed him to, like, f- look at Earth or something. He could be, he he could be, like, the opening, cr- uh, the, the, he could be, like, the freaking cold, cold open. open. Yeah. But he's not yeah, going yeah. to be, but. Or just get Max von Sydow. Wakanda, Wakanda is probably going to be the cold open slash, which I'm, like, no. now I'm really excited for. for no, you're right. It's probably going to be like a, the first. I think act. it's going to be Thanos is going to show up at Glenn Close's house, and then John C. Riley is going to be like, "Oh, I'm just locking up," and they're going to he's going to steal the Power Stone, and I think he's going to destroy Xandar. Uh, do you think John C. Riley's going to oh, die? Oh no, I got run in this purple explosion. <laughs> Where's my pink wife? Yeah, I. I'm like really stoked for Infinity War now. Yeah. Like I was kind of just like, how is how is Black Panther going to get me stoked for Infinity oh. War? Especially because there's like little to no ties to it. But now I'm just like, I just want to go back to Wakanda. That shit yeah. was dope. I want to see more um, of it. And you know what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name again. Okoye? Is that it? Fuck. Oh, yeah. Okoye, she's going to be fucking leading the front lines of their battle. And the dude, the dude oh, yeah. from Get Out's probably going to get let out of prison and be like, it, we need your fucking help. Mm, it's going to be, sweet. he could kind of, he could kind of be like the Loki of Wakanda. Um, yeah, that's cool. Cause like, you got to use that guy more. Like he's, he's huge now. Uh, like you gotta, you gotta use yeah. him. I, Cause I was kind of like, Oh, I didn't even know he was like, I, I kept saying, Oh, to myself when I was watching black Panther, I was like, Oh, Sterling K Brown's in this. Oh, Forrest Whitaker's in this. Like, this cast is The stacked. cast is fucking ridiculous. Let's talk about the cast. Yeah. Um, who do we got? We got Chadwick Boseman is T'Challa slash the Black Panther. Michael B. Jordan is Eric Killmonger. Second monger in in a, in a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of mongers. Yeah. Also, another, another case of uh, villain that's exactly the same as the hero, but it's the best version it's of it, I think. It's by far the best version of it, which I think we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, Especially going yeah. into the third act. Lupita, uh, Lupita Nwango as uh, Nakia, who is Black Panther's uh, love interest. Uh, and she's kind of finding herself in a Which, regal position of being the queen. I thought she was, Lupita's mm-hmm. great in fucking everything. She also she also does a ton of shit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just kind of, like, in the Mission Impossible crew, yeah. basically. Like. Have she's, we mentioned it's, I th- I like that, that there's a chunk of this movie that's just a James Bond Mission Impossible segment? Because <laughs> I was getting James Bond vibes within like the first maybe mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Like as soon as she takes him down or I guess maybe it's probably after he's crowned king. Spoiler alert, he's crowned king. Uh, he 
like they go down to like underground by the um, Shuri's lab. meteorite and sh- sh- and she's just showing him all the tech and I'm like this is she's the cue to his bond yeah. which is and cool. It's his little sister um, and she's the fucking best cuz they're they're back and yeah, forth. Yeah, she's great. Ugh, so good. It's really good. It's it's not and like I loved the humor in this too because it wasn't too marvelly mm-hmm. uh and it was and it was used well. It wasn't like a one-liner every fucking ten Black seconds. Black Panther doesn't and do like, one-liners. He's just no. He's just there. He's just a, like a guy, and I liked that. He's a king. He's self-assured. Um, I feel like that's his more most defined. Yeah. He's self-assured yet conflicted at the same time. Like he knows his sense of duty. He knows who he is. He knows his purpose. He knows that everything that he has to do. It's just that those things are difficult. He needs, and he just tries to maintain his composure because that's the, what he knows what he has to do. Does that make sense? Like it's yeah, his yeah. heroic traits are so fucking like it's like watching this movie. I was like, man, I want to fucking look up to this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. I've said this yet, but like yeah. when I left the movie, I felt great. Like I was like. I just feel good, but uh, yeah, he, he, there's no one, there's no well, quips. I said that in my review too. I was like, a movie can be fun without being funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's joy to have without being funny about it. You can just like, like heroics don't always have to be funny and like beating the bag. You know what I mean? Like the original Star Wars movies, you always feel good, but they're not like overly funny. They're lighthearted, but yeah. like. You know, they they use they don't really use anyone as just straight comic relief. Martin um, Freeman and it was teeters. so. It and it and it's it would have been really easy to make him yeah. that guy, like the comedic punching bag, and they I don't. Think, which I, I really think the liked, hardest because it's like in the movie might not have even been an intentional joke. I just thought it was real funny. <laughs> Um, when after the South Korea chase, when everyone's just like, come on, we got to go, we got to go. And then Martin, and the camera literally like pans over and Martin Friedman's in his little SUV. He's like, yeah, guys, I really think we need to get out of here. And everyone kind of like turns and looks <laughs> at each other like, what the fuck's this dude saying? And I laughed really, really hard. I thought it was really funny. Uh, no, but like, yeah. And I, it would have been so easy for them to make him like the comedic punching bag, especially when he goes to Wakanda. But <laughs> And they think they, they, they make some jokes, but like he, he also serves a pretty big role in the yeah. movie, you know, like he's pretty major point. Uh, like he, he does a lot of yeah. things. Um, and also it's Martin Freeman. Yeah, so I'm Martin Freeman is in the movie returning. It's Everett K. Ross. Remember, do you guys remember Martin get, Freeman was in Civil War? Because <laughs> I yeah, certainly I like don't. That's a thing um, I forget about every time. He also had a scene with Andy Serkis, which was great. Hey. Uh, Gallo, Bilbo hey. Gollum reunion, which is probably longer than the scene with Bilbo and Gollum. No, that seems uh, like 29 <laughs> minutes, probably. <laughs> I, well, I know, because I watched all of them extended. The ultra super duper director's <laughs> extended version. The whole movie is a conversation between Gollum and I would, Bilbo. You know what I watched? Um, because it's, the best, it's one of the best scenes in the trilogy. Um Oh, Andy yeah. Circus, Sean, the circus is certainly fucking in town in this movie. Andy Circus in this movie, holy shit, is he great? Like, 
I just love that they're like sticking with the old like Stan Lee names oh, and everything. Yeah. They're like, he's Ulysses S. Claw. Eric Killmonger. And he's got a claw. <laughs> he's got his weird like flippity floppity hand that like splits out open and he's just like, he loves his crazy. Like, I feel like he really came into his second act probably when he got his hand cut off. He was like, yeah, now you got this crazy Sonic Cannon that I built and I'm just going to shoot all my enemies with it. Like, I'm having a great time. He's like, fine. Because that was a slow burn. He got set Age up Ultron. in Ultron. I want to talk about that at some yeah. point. Um, you know, let's just do it right now. It's. I was thinking about this when I was driving, thinking about things to talk about with the movie. It's kind of crazy to me that, like, DC tried to get away with, like, BVS setting up all these crazy things that don't really belong in the movie. Age of Ultron barely works with all the extra things it sets up. But the payoff for everything Age of Ultron has been setting up has been fucking fantastic so far. Like it, mm-hmm. it yeah, it's like it, it, yeah, it's, keep going, sorry. it's been paying off like things like just the vision is a great character. He gets kind of thrown into the mix. It's not really a, a, a good one. Claw getting his arm cut off and just kind of being established as a villain in general. And then just like. We meet him there, and one of my favorite parts of Age of Ultron is just Andy Serkis rambling about cuttlefish for, like, five minutes or whatever the fuck happens. It's – he's, like, not that crazy. He's, like, clearly off his – he's clearly weird and goofy in that, but in this, he's just fucking – he's the kind of bad guy who loves being a bad guy. You know what I mean? One of the first yeah. things you see him do yeah. is, like, they come in and he shoots a bunch of people. And then he's like, hey, hey, you, he's got a crazy South African accent that I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher. He's like, hey, you, you can go, we, we, you can go tell everybody whatever you want to tell them. I'm doing this voice now. You can go tell them whatever you want. And then the guy runs away and Andy Circus just like pops him like three times in the back of the head or something like that. And he's like, oh yeah, we want to make us, we want to look like amateurs. So we don't want anybody to figure it out. And, but he clearly just wanted to fuck with that guy. Like it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like pretty goddamn yeah, it's evil. Pretty evil. <laughs> I also loved when he shows up. He's gonna sell. So we haven't talked about the plot, but Andy Circus gets a ch- chunk of vibranium, and he wants to show it or sell it, and he's gonna sell it to the CIA, which is where Martin Freeman comes in. Uh, and when he shows up, it's just. <laughs> Uh, wrapped up in like a brown paper bag that he wrote fragile on. And he's like, sorry, I couldn't like afford like a silver briefcase or anything. I was like, that's fucking great. That's a good bit. That's a funny bit. Also, <laughs> Spinal Tap reference. Um. <laughs> I was also getting a rest of development, uh, like Dove, I think is like a thing. Uh, he's got a SoundCloud. He's a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> yeah, he makes a SoundCloud. <laughs> like... They should have thrown in like a secret track on the soundtrack of Ulysses Claw's freestyle. (laughs) And you know Andy Serkis would absolutely do it. He's probably doing it right now. It's it's one of those things where it's like the internet's gonna make this happen, or like I just hope James Corden isn't the one to make it happen. I don't. Yeah, he'll probably he'll probably ruin it. Who Um, else is in this movie? I'm gonna fucking keep butchering names. <laughs> oh boy, uh, Denai Guria is uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead. She's a Koye, which somebody told me today, and I didn't realize. I was like, oh. "Fuck this Michonne!" And they're like, "Yes, yeah, Michonne." I was like, "That's Michonne." And they're like, "Yeah, that's Michonne." So that's Michonne. Um, and she's uh, amazing mm-hmm. in this. Um, she's the biggest badass. Daniel Kaluuya. 
yep. from Get he's Out. Great, and it's a different role for him where he doesn't. He's not really quiet for a while, and kind of emotionally affected, and then he explodes in an intense emotional explosion. Because that's what I know him from Get Out and that Black mm. Mirror episode. He's kind. Of, it's it's like a similar thing. It's not bad. Yeah, not a criticism. Yeah. I'm just saying it's like it's similar arcs for the two characters. This movie is completely different, and his character's fucking great. Um, he's yeah. like one of his generals, I think, or he's like head of the war, war boys. Or maybe that's Mad Max. I <laughs> I got the impression that he's part of another tribe. But they're like, they're allies with the Black oh, okay. Panther tribe. That's probably what it is. I need to see it again. Because he wears very different clothing, and he's got the 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 dots on under his yeah. eyes, and like they just have different. Because like I like the the different tribes were really yeah. cool. I liked that whole the gorilla tribe and like dudes. Uh, the vegetarians. Yeah, that was one of the funniest <laughs> bits in the movie. After they finished barking at. Uh, Martin Freeman. <sighs> Fuck. I, yeah, that character, Winston Duke plays Mubaku, who in the comics is Manape. Uh, he's the leader of like this, uh, they live in like the snowy mountains of Wakanda. And he challenges uh, Black Panther at his uh, coronation ceremony. They fight and he beats him and he's like fucking huge. And he's got like a, basically, my friend who I saw it with described it as like a big shillelagh is like his weapon. It's like a staff with like a heavy like knot on the top. And he's he's just fucking great. And they have to go to him for help later. And he's just kind of like big, scary and ridiculous. And his, uh, his like throne room is, it's in the trailers for the movie. His is like that glass building with all the fucking uh I guess bamboo kind of shoots that are like hung from the ceiling. Yeah, hanging. It looks amazing. Like when I remember watching the movie, like seeing it in the movie proper, I turned to my friends, I was like, fuck, this is this looks this is great. Like I Yeah, he he's yeah. good. He's the design is like no doubt about it is like pretty incredible and they do a cool job of like distinguishing the different tribes through costuming mm-hmm. and makeup and you know, I, I definitely could see this getting some Oscar noms next year for yeah, costuming, and just production design um, in general. It, yeah, it looks yeah. it looks great. Um, Everything. Can we talk about? Uh, I didn't know this until the credits. Uh, Denzel Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker's kid, plays the young version of Forrest Whitaker's character. Really? Uh, Zuri. Yeah. Uh, um, the Zuri? actor who plays T'Chaka is John Connie. He, his son plays his younger self as well, which is fucking cool. And those wow. two, like, I thought that they de-aged him with their de-aging Ray. I mean, I like that they're not doing that anymore, uh, or they yeah. didn't do it for this movie. Uh, I, it, it just, it's like, just get yeah. actors. Like, it's, that's <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> It's not that important that they look so similar, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, even, like that's a great way of doing it. Is if their uh, sons are actors, yeah. why not? I do feel like um, uh, Denzel, or not? Yeah, Denzel Whitaker. Um, his he was trying to do like Forrest Whitaker like eyes the entire time. <laughs> like I feel like he he, he was like kind of uh, like if he if he doesn't have like, it, I'm leaning in closer to the camera. <laughs> like the like the key and oh, yeah. I, hey. <laughs> Yeah, because he doesn't have it in real. Okay, it might have been. Uh, yeah, it might have been makeup. 
but yeah, he definitely does kind of like stare yeah. into the camera. And he made me almost. laugh when I realized it was uh, is he in? Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, what else? He's in a lot of Ooh. stuff. Um, so, Forrest Whitaker, cast. Andy Serkis, um, Angela Bassett is uh, his uh, Black Panther's mom. Uh, John Connie is T'Chaka, the father of Black Panther. Sean, can I bring something up about T'Chaka? Mm. Oh, boy, and like, well, we got it. What was up with his eye? As it turns I probably shouldn't ask this, but like, it wasn't like that in Civil War, was it? And you know what? I think it also, I think he might, I thought about it too, maybe because he's wearing glasses yeah. in Civil War. Because he's wearing yeah, glasses in Civil War, right? It's in like a scene. Black Panther, rewatching Civil War, Black Panther's maybe. in like five scenes in that movie. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he, I like how they kind of set up his origin in that so they like didn't have to spend as much time on it in Black Panther, but then they give you like the emotional backdrop in Black Panther, you know? Because yeah. he's not really... He doesn't really have the time in Civil War to. He just has to act in Civil War, you know, like it, like his character, not the, the, you know, not the actor has to act, but the like, he has to like get in gear and act. And, I understand. Like, can't have like time to. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to get. It. He's got to. Yeah. He's, he's got to act. Yeah. He's, he needs to act. He's got to go into like, it. Not yeah. like act on in in like a play, but like he's got he's got to get he's got to get it. He's got to act. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Yeah, he's got to he's got he's got to do stuff. Hey, he's got to <laughs> go be a cat man. Um I didn't have anything. I was looking for a cat pun. I don't know. Uh, I know <laughs> Selena Kyle. Uh Can we talk about Stan Lee? Uh his character name is Thirsty Gambler. <laughs> I'm looking at the IMDb credits right now. What about his character was Hold thirsty? On. Hold on. That Sean, you're raising a more interesting question. Uh, but I'm gonna try and multitask here. Um, I don't remember what's thirsty about him. He just kind of steals Everett Ross's money. He just steals his money. Which is fucking great. Um I, I really enjoyed, that was a that was one of the better Stanley cameos because he gets to like I don't know, that was funny. It came out of nowhere. I was like, oh hey, there he is. And yeah, because I, I was like, how are they going to fit yeah, Stan yeah. Lee into this movie? Also, this really brings up a thing, though, which is, wait, what the fuck? Silver Surfer Prodigal Son. What the fuck is that? Stan Lee, whatever. Um, what are the names of his other fucking cameo characters? This is what I'm looking up right now. Thirsty Gambler. Um, Thor Ragnarok. He's the barber. Yeah, he's a cameraman in the Spider-Man TV. He's Gary in Spider-Man Homecoming. That is true. Spider-Man Homecoming one is one of his worst cameos. He was like... It's hey, just like he way shouldn't too have long. that second line. He has a second line where he's like, Hey, how's it doing? How's yeah. your sister? Like something like that where it's like... Yeah, and it's, it's really just like bad. terrible. They probably just like like yeah, you can improv oh, stand. Boy. Oh, it's great. Yeah, we're not gonna put. Oh, we're, oh yeah, we'll put it in the movie, and then someone forgot to edit it. Uh, he's a watcher <laughs> informant. He's this might not be as fun. I'm, I'm just very curious. Bus passenger, X Men Apocalypse. He's uh he's Stanley. Uh, he's in yoga hosers. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh. 
Is he? I don't remember him in that. He I don't plays really himself that movie, in though, Age of Ultron uh, when he gets drunk talking about storming the beaches of Normandy, which I don't believe is what he does. Uh, or is the thing he did? Uh, Excelsior. Yeah, it's probably because he says Excelsior. He's a Zandarian um, ladies' man in Guardians. Uh, that's right. Yeah, no, none of them else have, like, Thirsty Gambler is, like... That's good. Like, that's what? good. That's his, probably his <laughs> PSN name, you know, like when he's just fighting fools on online. Ah, <laughs> uh, where do you live? I'm going to get you. was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> Nuff said. Um, oh. um, yeah, this, the cast is unbelievable. Everyone's, Everyone's good. There's really not good. A link. Um, Really, there's the yeah, uh, except for and, me. All right, so going off of that, that guy's eye, which is really mean. That was really mean. I regret saying that. <laughs> I don't know, it was just really distracting. And then I was, well, it yeah. like wasn't blinking. And then I was like, Is he it might fake? have a fake like, eye? And then I started eye? thinking about like, Do you CGI that? Like, and then like, what what's the conversation after? Do you ask somebody, like, Hey, your eyes are really uncomfortable to look at? Do we? We'll get George Lucas's uh, eyelid guy from uh, doing the Ewoks in this Blu-ray to fix it. I fucking forgot they made the Ewoks blink with CGI. <laughs> now we gotta keep this in. Too many good jokes I mean, about I mean, it. I'm not, this isn't a thing to cut. I'm just, I'm just saying. This is a thing. I'm doing it to be funny. But like the, uh, it, it was. I don't know. I'm just saying it was distracting and. It's definitely something, something I, noticed, I noticed, but also I did want to ask the question where it's like, do you like do you CGI that out? Like, is that like are, you can't you can't do that? Yeah, yeah, that's that what I'm saying. Like, you can't do that, right? Yeah. Then I was like, yeah, no, and I, I and they didn't. Them. So good on them. So between him and Forrest Whitaker, maybe maybe fucking Russo oh brothers boy, did those assholes. assholes. But all I'm saying is between him and Forrest Whitaker, left <laughs> eyes were just not in great showing in this. <laughs> Uh, boy. Oh, that's like a half in the bad <laughs> level joke, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just, add, just edit in the slide whistle. <laughs> dude. <laughs> fuck, this oh, movie man. was great. Oh. Uh, all right. Now that we've lost our five <laughs> listeners. Ricky's, Ricky's um, listening to twice a <laughs> now. Uh <laughs> Um, <laughs> want to get into like the basic plot um, I, structure because we haven't I, even can, done that. We've been, we're talking about like the extra stuff, but I feel like to, I don't. Unless you have another topic yeah. or something that we want to break down. I was just going to talk about um, let's talk Michael about, B. Oh, Jordan talk, as Killmonger and, and the, let's talk about Killmonger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Killmonger, I don't know how comic accurate this is, but he was like a special forces guy, like a Navy SEAL. Like he basically, you know, decorated war hero kind of deal. Or what was he? Well, I guess he, so. And, got, um, you know, just he got the name in the basically, movie. He got the name Killmonger yeah. because once he started fighting overseas, he racked up kills like a video game. I think Martin Freeman says. Um, and that's where he got the name Killmonger. Yeah. from. Killmonger is not his last name. Um, I forget. Eric, is his name Eric Roberts in this movie? Uh, it's like something <laughs> like that. So, someone somewhere was just like, 
Should we throw Eric Robertson? Um, no, Eric, he's probably not doing anything, or he's probably doing twenty things, Eric, but still has time for this. How has Eric um, Robertson been in the Dark Knight, but not a Marvel movie? How the hell was Eric Robertson the Dark Knight? Remember that? Because <laughs> Christopher Nolan always picks someone out of obscurity and puts like him a in a movie, movie person or something like that, like Jerry Seinfeld, and put him in a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably Patrick. <laughs> Thanks for working oh, with me, Chris Nolan. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> I love Inception. <laughs> the Germans are coming with all these boats. All right. To be fair, they were Nazis. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? What's up with the yachts? Um, so, uh, Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Michael B. Jordan. Um, not. Not Michael Jordan, the basketball player, uh, mm-hmm. and Haynes model. Hitler mustache uh, apologist. Michael. Remember that? <laughs> Remember when Michael Jordan was trying to yeah. like bring back the Hitler mustache? He's yeah. like in one of his Haynes commercials. My dad, my dad were watching like, in my yeah. dad, is that Hitler mustache? Yeah, that's the thing Michael Jordan did. Uh, but at least Hitler didn't have a goatee, because then a lot of angry dads would not be That's able true. to have goatees. He had the most um, minimal facial hair possible, and, like, he ruined it. Apparently it was a popular yeah. style before, but then it was like, I, yeah, would, I mean, Charlie Chaplin, dude. Um, okay. Um, Killmonger, anyway. his whole unit, though, when he would go overseas, and he, he was he was, he was to destabilize... Uh, Smaller, because like, they would do it when there was like transitions of power and things like that. Um, and he—that's his kind of like backstory. But as the movie goes on, you find out that he has a deeper connection to Wakanda because uh, this movie has two cold opens, which was kind of weird. Uh, one is like an animated explanation of Wakanda and vibranium and where it came from, and kind of explains Wakanda and the Black Panther and stuff, and. Uh, then it cuts to Oakland, California, 1992. Uh, two guys are in an apartment building. They're about to go, like, commit a crime, do a robbery. Then T'Chaka, Black Panther's dad, shows up in a Black Panther suit. Uh, I want to talk about this real quick. I was bummed when I, I was excited that they were going to do show the older version of Black Panther, and I liked his suit when he was when, when it was in the 90s. I liked that it was more regal and more diplomatic. I really fucking wanted him, the Black Panther, to have the Dracula cape he has in the comics in, like, one scene. And that would have been the fucking scene to do mm, it. Uh, yeah. It's fine. I'll, it's fine. I hope Vision gets his Dracula cape uh, when he meets Doctor Strange. But, you know, we'll see. Um, that being that, that being the high <laughs> collar, you know what I'm talking about? That's that's uh, that's gonna be Avengers Four. Everyone's in Dracula. Holy shit! You think that's what the subtitle's gonna be? Avengers Four. That's the subtitle. Yeah. Everyone's in Dracula capes, and then Blade's gonna show up. (laughs) It's gonna be still Wesley Snipes, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, Do they have the rights to Blade? I think they got him a while ago. I want to say. Yeah. I think they've just. I think Blade's one of those ones where it's like I feel like they don't don't know what to do with it. Where it's just like people still like the old ones, but like in a way that's it's in a. It's not like a cash cow thing. It's it's weird. Blades Blades weird movie wise, uh, I think. But I think they, I also like didn't realize Guillermo del Toro came in to direct too. Like that's kind of a weird. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh shit. Yeah, you remember that? 
No. I, I found that out a couple months ago, yeah. and I was like, oh, Go word. for hire at some point. Okay. Yeah, right? I guess someone's yeah. got to do it. Blade 2 is good, um, um, This is the second, this is the second yeah. time Blade 2 has been brought up in this episode. That's fun. Uh <laughs> But yeah, Killmonger, um, his his whole you, you basically you find out that uh T'Chaka uh confronts the two guys because the one is his brother. Uh and they don't reveal that Killmonger is uh that guy's son, which makes him T'Chaka's nephew. Um you don't like that's like they, that reveal. I I figured it out watching the opening scene cuz I was like trying to figure out what that meant. I don't, what about you? I didn't just explain this opening scene well, but I I wasn't really reading into the opening scene as much as you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. we should have. Um, because they also they also reveal more of it. They go back to it like twice more. Yeah, one one is in like the yeah. spirit world, which was I liked that scene a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was really, I mean great acting. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, dude's a and great kid, actor. Whoever like, played kid version of Michael B. Jordan, Michael C. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. It's not a good joke. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. He well, he also just like he has he has interesting motivations. Yeah. He he was like, why aren't we sharing this also, with the world? T'Chaka like we can. His dad, who was his brother. And then left it left young yeah. Michael B. Jordan alone with a dead dad in Oakland in the nineties, and that's that's like the yeah. other thing. Not a yeah, great not move. A cool move. Yeah, and and he didn't know about well, the and kid. and Black Panther. Yeah, T'Challa gets mad at him. He's like, "Yo, like seriously, dude, that was not cool. Um, like, why did you do that? You created a you created a monster. You created a villain that like his whole life he spent." training to come back and kill me, which he yeah. kind of did. Unlike every other Marvel movie who just is like, I'm kind of doing my own thing, running this corporation, and ooh, this weapon looks cool. What if I go crazy and kill everyone with it? I'm Jeff Bridges. Um, I have no icing problems here. Yeah, so... I just he he has an interesting motivation that's not exactly no, wrong. Want, it's just he misguided. Wants to take the Wakandan and, technology and what they have and spread it to other uh, other people who have been downtrodden to have like a revolution come and to basically overthrow the world as it is using the superior weapons yeah. and technology that Wakanda has. Um yeah, and he's not necessarily wrong because Wakanda has enough, like, has the resources to help so many more people, and they keep everything secret. His main thing is that he wants to reveal to the world who Wakanda is, what they have, what they can do, and then from that, uh, have like the revolution to thro- overthrow everybody. That second part is probably that's where it. It's like I don't agree with that it, it's the first part that he's completely fucking right yeah that they should be doing things they literally have a bead that if a martin freeman gets shot in the spine they put a bead into his bullet hole and then like he's gonna be able to walk in like a week <laughs> guys don Cheadle's not doing so great right now <laughs> they're putting beads in <laughs> holes and uh <laughs> stick that in your bead hole uh 
Yeah. Yes. All right. So that is another one of my critiques of the movie, though, is that it kind of is just I I guess it works because the whole plot of the movie is do we share this technology with the world? But it's also just kind of like he literally can do anything and anything can be done. There's like no fallback. Yeah. Um, there, there's nothing that like it, it's just like okay. <laughs> Isn't really worried for anybody. That's the thing, and they they say that in half of the bag. It's just like his suit literally gets stronger as it's mm-hmm. attacked, and it's like okay, well, be- like, he is beatable though. Like we see him lose. We see well, him yeah. lose most, but he doesn't have the suit. You can't use a suit. You don't need it. He sounded. Or if you can't, you're nothing without a suit. You don't need it. You can't use it. Whatever. You don't need the suit. You don't use it. You know, Tony Stark probably <laughs> was probably in that was. scene. You know, he's probably partying and he's like, ah, Peter's in trouble. Gotta go. <laughs> he's drunk when he calls him from put India. A, put a. Gotta go put the Staten Island ferry back together. Um, yeah, the. Uh, I, I don't know. I just was kind of I I eye rolled almost right away and I was just kind of mad that like it's cool because it's like visionary and they do some really cool stuff with the technology, yeah. but I'm also kind of just like eh, vibranium. Okay, so everyone's invincible. Yeah. Okay, in vi- but even but even Cap like has vulnerability. Winter Soldier, you know? he gets shot like six times and it's like he's he he can heal quickly. But he can still very easily die. Like, you shoot Captain America in the head, he's probably yeah. dead. Well, he is. I think that's how he dies in the comics. Yeah. Like, when Bucky shoots him in the body, like, he gets shot a bunch of times in the body. And then they keep breaking each other's, like, arms and shit at the end of Winter Soldier. And, like, obviously they heal from it, but, like... <laughs> it's like MacGruber ripping out throats. They just keep breaking each other's arms. <laughs> Eventually, it's like the Black Knight. They just start, like, headbutting each other. They're like, ah, ah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Bucky, uh, one thing I really wanted in this movie was I, I knew Bucky was going to show up and he shows up in a post credit scene. But um, I would have loved if in the fight between Panther and Killmonger that they're fighting and they're like they smash through like the window of like some random uh, Wakandan research facility and they're just fighting. And then the background is just a Bucky in a f- freeze tube like a fucking It'd be like a fighting game. It'd be like a video game where it's just like the Wakanda level. And then it's just like for an Easter egg, here's Bucky frozen in a tube back here. And like they just punch and they just kind of like the camera pans and it just keeps moving and they fall out another window and then they just kind of keep going. Like I really wanted that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like sort of like in um, Injustice Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. a deal, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I get, I get what you're but saying. It'd be like a gorilla um, rod in a cage, I assume, or something. Also, is he getting going to get a crazy new Wakanda arm, you think? He's going to get Andy Serkis's weird, spongy, floppy hand. <laughs> it's like, hey, we, we just got to have this lying around. So, so. Uh, <laughs> He's going to get that and Nebula's arm. It's going to be for, for the bicep, he's going to get Ooh. Nebula's bicep. And then for the hand, he's going to have Andy Serkis's hand. Avengers four, vampire capes and everyone Bucky has crazy has new arms. Arm. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I guess. I, so that was like kind of one of my the other the other critique I guess I have too is um, 
And I kind of had this idea put in my head because I watched Jeremy John's review mm-hmm. before I saw it. Uh, it feels like two movies at a certain point. There's like kind of a turning point. And Half in the Bag kind of talks about it, too. It feels too. like a couple movies, um, I think. And I feel like if they put the Killmonger stuff to the sequel, you would have had like a really strong Dark Knight level part two. Yeah. You know, like have make Andy Serkis and maybe even uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, the villains. I don't know. I think setting him up. For something later, because I think they're going to keep him around. I don't know if he becomes a bad guy in the comics or anything. I think keeping that character around is more interesting. Without Killmonger, it's it's interesting. I, I it is a couple movies in one, and I because like that the hero falling to Killmonger that's like a sequel yeah type deal. You know, he loses his throne, and then the whole movie is about him getting it back. Yeah. You know, crazy yeah. montage the. No, I don't know. Because Claw, yeah. I expect. I thought Claw and the South Korea stuff from the, watching the trailers, I honestly thought that was going to be like the cold open. Um, where it was going to be like a James Bond mini battle with Claw, and then like whatever Claw has leads them to Killmonger, leads into everything else. But like, I, I didn't mind that it felt like a couple movies in one because a couple of the Marvel movies recently, they don't feel like a bunch of different movies. They're. They feel like several. They feel like six issues or so of a comic book, like mm. Guardians Two. I I just rewatched and I feel like that also does where it's just like opening scene against the space monster and then uh, that and then the opening leading into the crash. The gold. the gold people then leading to like the spaceship chase and then like the crash is like one chunk and then it's like them and Rocket fighting the Ravagers is like another chunk and then it's uh, I don't remember everything that fucking happens in the movie it, it, it feels very chunked up the uh, the stuff with the, uh, there's like ego. a clear act break yeah. in the, or there's like a clear like break in the ego fight where Star Lord puts his mask back on jumps out a hole he goes. What a day. And then he jumps out and then everything goes into slow motion. He flies up in the jetpack and he's just, it's just him face to face with a spaceship shooting. It's awesome shot, but it definitely feels like that's the splash page for like a to be continued kind of thing. Uh, Age of Ultron probably Mm -hmm. the most feels like it's like several issues of a comic, like in a movie form. So so it doesn't, it's weird because it's like the first half definitely feels like a Bond movie and then the second half doesn't. The second half is like now we got to deal with all this like political shit that we like set up. It, it's weird. Yeah, and I just think it literally like hits a the reset button. He kills Andy Circus, and then he's like, "All right, I'm the yeah. bad guy now." Kind of. Kind of what Luke Cage did. Because um, he Cage there's did that in its first season a little bit. Yeah, and like they they have the scene with Killmonger in the museum. And he's like, you know, they take the vibranium. But then, like, he doesn't show up for, like, another, I'd say, like, at least a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, And his shit's great. Like, everything he does is awesome. And he's a great performance. But I I almost feel like there was more there. Maybe there wasn't. But, like. Yeah, I feel like there had to have been. If I feel like if, if he had his own 
movie to be the one and only villain of the movie. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think that's, that's like my the, main critique. But maybe I mean, that's the what, problem what, with having introduced Black Panther and Civil War is that the first movie probably would have been about his dad dying and dealing with Andy Serkis. And then but yeah. they do like half of that in this, and then they have to do or like they do like two thirds of it in that movie. They gotta do the last third of it in this, and then do the rest of it. Put most of Kilmer, and then they need the rest of a movie. You know what I mean? I did like though that yeah. Claw was used. I like the way that Claw was used in that. No, I didn't mind how it was. I don't. I didn't really like care that as much that he wasn't in it as much as like I felt like I felt like we were shortchanged with that Killmonger. I, it's a, a testament to the quality of the movie that both the villains once the, the fact that both of them are gone is like a bummer. Like both of them were memorable and good in their own different ways, and it's like fuck. We don't get to. I wanted more with both of the characters. I. I. I yeah. Don't. Disagree with what you're saying at all, but I also don't necessarily agree that that makes it a bad thing. That it feels like there was things cut with Killmonger because he's very well developed. You understand everything. If anything, you just it's like I don't disagree with what you're saying structurally with the movie, but also it's just like a testament where it's like I just I wanted to see more of the guy. Like he's not in it enough. Like, well, that too. Yeah, yeah. That's that too. I think. Yeah, I agree. I don't think. I mean, like I said, the stuff that he yeah. is in is great. It's really good. I just was like, damn, like I want yeah. a whole movie with this dude. You know what I mean? And it just kind of, I don't know, because there, there are a lot of superhero movies that I like that feel like two different movies. Like Man of Steel has another, like there's a very big shift mm-hmm. halfway through, like right when they go up into the f- engine, the world engine. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a couple more of those. Uh, I'm, trying to think. I'm just looking at the other movies I have. I feel like The Dark Knight. Dark Knight tacks on Two-Face a little bit, but it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, why didn't you save Two-Face for like a whole nother movie where it's like, well, no, his story is this movie kind of thing. It's, it's, weird. Mm. I don't know. It's, I hear what you're saying. And I don't disagree. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like I said, it's like a minor critique, I guess, but that kind of just goes into like, I guess my next big statement about the movie, but we don't have to get there yet. We can kind of wrap it up with that. Um, cause that's more about other outside forces right. than what's I actually what on screen. Me about. Um, um, I, yeah. Talking and listening to other people's criticisms and stuff. Cause you mentioned that briefly. Uh, there was one, Movie Bob, I think, on YouTube. I, I, did, I tried not to watch too many reviews before I, I saw the movie, but he's usually pretty hands-off. Like, I, I, I like that guy. He's all right. Um, he mm-hmm. basically was saying, he was like, this movie feels like if Guardians of the Galaxy was just called Star-Lord in that it's such an expansive world that you get and so many rich, good side characters uh, and world-building things that, like, it... It's called Black Panther, but it could have just as well been called like Wakanda kind of thing. And I I feel like Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that works with this movie. That being said, the characters in Marvel works. Marvel movies work because the character, character trumps everything. Character and like probably special effects are the two things that like trump everything. But like 
rewatching. I rewatched a couple of them recently. Um, I rewatched Spider Man and Guardians when I was sick. I watched both of them back to back. Guardians two, mm-hmm. just real quick. How the fuck did that movie feel like it came and went without anybody real? Like I feel like people don't give a shit about that. Guardians two is so good. <laughs> well, me and you both yeah, like it more I, than I, the original. I don't know rewatching it because. And I think I think that's going to stand the test of time. I think people are going to because like people didn't love yeah, Empire when it first came out either. And after I was watching, it, I was just like, I kind of hope this I was probably for an Oscar pick, which we still need to do that episode. But um, special effects, best special effects. I was like, I don't know what I would pay. Initially, I was thinking War for the Planet of the Apes because you can't do that movie without CGI. And it's like much more nuanced but Then rewatching Guardians 2. It basically does all the things that you, it, War for the Planet of the Apes does. But with Rocket Raccoon, who's way less humanoid, and, like, the movie fucking ends, Rocket Raccoon never looks fake. Like, and the movie ends with him crying, and it's fucking amazing. Like, that, the fact that the, the last shot of Guardians 2 is of Rocket Raccoon crying, and then it abruptly cuts to the credits, and it says Guardians Galaxy will return, I was, it is, jeez, like, that is such a fucking, like, here's my dick on the table, my name's... What's his face? Who directed <laughs> Guardians? What's that guy's name? Seth Green. James, James Gunn. Gunn? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a brain fart. Um, the uh, Sean Tom Green. Green. Tom Green, of or course. Tom Green plays uh, the physical work for Groot. Um, that's not true at all. It's Tom <laughs> Green. Uh, what was I saying? Um, I was saying how it feels really expansive. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Characters, characters in Marvel movies. Every Marvel movie, the characters are the thing that fucking make it work. DC, I think that's where they keep fucking up, is that the characters themselves, with the exception of, like, Wonder Woman. Man of Steel, I don't think... Man of Steel, their version of uh, Superman, is one who's still figuring himself out. So... He's still never really Superman. And because of that, I feel like... He's not fully defined, but that's kind of the point of where he's at in that movie, which I like, but I get why people don't. Um, the, the, the DC movies didn't haven't cracked that as well as Marvel does, where they just are like, we got to figure out what these people do, what what makes uh, T'Challa different from Doctor Strange, different from Captain America. He's probably most similar to Captain America, but. He's kind of like if Captain America was the president. <laughs> like, that's basically Black Panther. Uh, and, yeah. That's uh, a good comparison. The, thanks. I said, yeah, like an asshole. I apologize. Um, <laughs> yeah, it fucking is, yeah, dickbag. Yeah, it is, Sean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, like, how, like how Ant-Man and the Wasp are different heroes than, like, everybody. Everybody's different in, in their own way. But in this movie in particular... There's the central question that Killmonger forces to the table of what do we do about our borders? Do we reveal ourselves to the world, show everybody how te- like how much of a technical marvel we are, uh, spread some of our technology, maybe make some money off of our weapons, uh, or use our weapons to just take control because we rightfully should because we can. When that question and debate kind of comes up, Every the movie establishes all the characters and people fall to different sides and opinions of that or their sense of duty places them to somewhere else and like people are conflicted about this. So in the third act battle, the third act of course devolves into everybody fighting. 
people I've heard complaints and criticism uh, at the movie that they don't half in the bag talks about a lot where Jay, I think, was complaining that he wanted the movie to get more into that discussion because it's a timely and like interesting idea to see explored in a movie like this where they don't no one sits around and talks or discusses these things. It just devolves into everyone fighting like it didn't bother me because it's a Marvel movie. Everyone's going to fight anyway. But to have it, to have mm. the fight motivated by where people fall in this debate, I think is interesting and works. It's like the fighting itself is the movie's version of everyone discussing it. You know what I mean? And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a good backdrop for it all. It's not just kind of like, well, we got to have our third act. And, mm-hmm. You know, we got to have a crazy battle because that's just, you know, yeah. blockbuster man, temple what a crazy filmmaking. Battle but, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like if like the Dark World was better, you know, like the they tried doing that kind of like similar feel battle. World, yeah. um, and then uh, I don't know, I kind of got Hobbit vibes when the rhinos came out, but I guess I, they set that I up. I guess I like zoned out so. for a second during that rhino scene that established it because I do not remember hearing that they were war, specifically were war rhinos. So when uh, uh, Daniel Kluya. He gets up and he pulls out the horn and my buddy was like, oh, fucking yeah, do it. Here they come. I was like, what are you talking about? And then he blows the horn and then the fucking war rhinos come. I was like, oh, I didn't even think that was a thing. Like, it. (laughs) yeah, I didn't really, really. I yeah, I didn't think that the rhinos were going to come back. But when they did, I was kind of just like. Uh, you set it up, so it's not out of nowhere, but like just the execution of it, I just got Hobbit vibes oh, with yeah. the goats. Yeah. Armored armored animals rarely look good. Rare exception being the Oliphants in Return yeah. of the King. And then Legolas. Um, the trade-off is Legolas looks flubbery as fuck. You see, it's a flubber thing again. It's it where it's, it's not weird. as bad. It's like one it's not that bad. It's especially for 03. Like if it happened now, I think it's like, how yeah, much it's terrible, I, but like this was like also true. the dawn of CGI. Like, well, I guess it's the, the heyday of CGI, not the dawn. Dawn was like 10 yeah, years prior. Um, but, uh, the, uh, it didn't bother me. Uh, also 300 had some decent ones, <laughs> but they, I feel like they intentionally look shitty because it's 300. Well, yeah, it's it also is just so vastly different than what a real world type setting or as close to it as you can. Because, like, it's weirdly the Oliphants are like weirdly grounded in reality because it's just like they're like kind of like huts built on them. It's not like, you know, something too outlandish. Um, They're also massive, so it works. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um I just kind of was like, uh, and they also looked, they no, didn't look that, that good. That final CGI battle has some goofy um, CGI. The weird shields, the shields were weird. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They felt like a web series yeah. special effect. Like, we're going yeah. to have this crazy, like, technology. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use my cyber shield. And then, like, a bunch of fucking blue rectangles. Uh, it also kind of reminded me of, like, yeah, the Gungan it shields. Looked, it, it, it felt like a placeholder special effect. Like it'll, be like, it'll be like, yeah, it'll be like this. Yeah, like they did. Then they're yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, better. So the. F- yeah. 
But like I said, the CGI, it could be bad as long as the movie's good. It's inconsequential. Yeah. It's just a means to an end. We just need to get it. We just need it to get us there and like and then show us what's happening. Superhero moves um, that remind us of Daredevil when he's jumping around on buildings. And then remind me of X-Men 1. Yeah. Black Panther in his fight with Killmonger does the move Wolverine does versus Sabretooth when he gets thrown and he uses his claws to spin around the Statue of Liberty and he like perches on it and he jumps off. Fucking Black Panther does that on one of the train things. And I saw it. I was just like, all right. <laughs> it's like the same exact fucking thing. Oh, uh, quick bits. one quick, quick bit. Bits Sean. One quick bit. That was uh, really good. Quick bit. <laughs> Uh, in the car chase scene when he grabs onto the car and sticks his hand on the ground that on really the road and cool. turns it. That was pretty um, cool. I was I like, really what? Liked <laughs> everything uh, Okoye did uh, in that scene as well. She was fucking awesome. The Oh, it, she throws the spear in front of the car and the car crashes yeah, in. I was like, that was unreal. That was sweet. I liked uh, the hologram yeah. uh, throwing something on a Throwing a disc on a car, which projects a hologram in Wakanda, which lets uh, Shuri drive it. It was fucking remote control from there. It was fucking cool. I I love the, like, weird... uh, What are those boards? um, Spencer's Gifts. Okay. Etch-a-Sketch. Etch-a-Sketch. It was like like Etch-a-Sketch beads. You know, I thought that was holograms. It's like a physical visually. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And they're like there, yeah. It was like a little wrist wrist thing, like Senator Palpatine's here, but like not. Um, Okay, okay. I'm Commander (laughs) Cody now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I liked that. I thought, and then like when Martin Freeman's in the cockpit, they have it like that My too. My friend I was just that was like, "Why wouldn't he? She um, just build like that hologram technology around like a real chair? Because then if it like crashes, you fall to the ground." And I was just like, "They both do." I was just like, "And he I, does." I mean, I guess I think for the movie, <laughs> yeah. it just gives it energy that they fall down. But <laughs> my boy, boy, I can't tell you. I, I see don't your have logic. A good <laughs> um. Because it looks better. It's like <laughs> it would look really dumb. That's why. It's, um, it's like probably the only reason why she's sitting at a desk chair, but all this real cool CGI <laughs> shit's happening around racing. her. Um, uh, that's how I like to. That's how I like to think that they shot speed racing. Like, Here, Will sit in this chair. Uh, now say, get that weak well, shit off CGI my track. Over it. And um, he is a bad man. Oh, it's and he does a line in the movie. Zero um, conviction. It's great. If I talked about how much I love Speed Racer on this podcast, <laughs> not a bit, not a bit. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about the final battle. So Killmonger brings up that he wants people to go. He he also there's also a scene early on where um, talking to uh, the guy from Get Out. He he's just like. Black Panther's gonna go, and he wants to go bring down Claw. The dude from Get Out's just like, make sure you bring him back, either dead or alive. And he and T'Challa's just like, I'll probably bring him back alive. I don't want to kill him. And he goes to on his mission, and he fails. Killmonger mm-hmm. brings the dead body of Claw, which kind of brings him to his side. 
he also agrees, and he was like the head of like the war dogs or something like that, um, where he's been ready and he's kind of been waiting for like this fight his entire life. That's like what he's been trained for and what his purpose is in the world of Wakanda. Killmonger shows up and is basically just like, we're going to do what your job is. So when the final battle happens, like he sides with him and he sticks with him till the end until his girlfriend uh, shows up, uh, Okoye, and she's just like, she fucking stops the rhino dead. She stands in front of a rhino charge and stops it dead in its tracks because she's the GF and the rhino licks her face and like she just fucking puts him in his place. It's great. She's like... Yeah, yeah, that was a great moment. That was a good bit. Good bits with Sean. Uh, Where she's like ready to kill her boyfriend who like she loves because she loves her country and the king more so uh, or the the throne itself more so. Like that was a fucking great moment where. And then fucking man ape and his boys show up to help. It it was just cool to see sides develop kind of naturally and it's. It's only like a couple people, I guess, really join Killmonger, but like it's enough where you where it works, you know? Yeah. Plus, it was just a fun yeah. fight, and it was cool to see the Dora Milaje yeah. just fuck up Killmonger and like they almost beat him. Three, three of the bodyguards are yeah. this close to fucking defeating him, and he has basically got super soldier serum like in his in him. Uh, and a Black Panther suit, which he only beats him because he figures out that his suit also has the kinetic energy kind of fucking thing, which kind of surprised me. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I they did some cool stuff visually with the kinetic energy stuff. I was, but I was just also kind of like, it's it's a cop out. A lot of the a lot of the tech was a cop out, but I I mean it's it is the driving force of like w- what the main yeah. decision that they're trying to make is and like the main conflict of the film. But I could have you could still have really good technology and yeah. have like problems with it, which also would have been cool, and that also could speak to like what's going on right now and like technology getting to the wrong people's hands and you uh, know. Cool. Just call their IT like guy, but you know, I digress. Um, um, their IT guy is also uh, Lapita's dad, who is the chief, I believe, of the water, um, pe- the the river people of Wakanda, who is also the guy with the big disc in his lip. Which man, that guy was the coolest. Yes, and he talks. He has a line in a in a scene. And I was who like, I l- <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> Oh, he, he also wears, wears the, like a green suit, like a green say. Riddler suit. <laughs> <laughs> he wears the Riddler suit in the fucking movie. Oh man! <laughs> man, this movie was great because uh, it really made me think about Batman Forever, and it was better. You know what? That should be. We were gonna, me and Sean were trying to create a new rating scale uh, for the podcast. And it was going to be, Sean said it's better than We're the Millers. Uh, I didn't say this. I was thinking about making our review scale. <laughs> Is it better than Batman Forever or Batman Returns, I think? The, I, Batman Returns is like pretty middle. Eh, I like that one a lot, though. So that's going to be hard for me. Forever that much. So I, but also, I think it'd just be funny. But oh, it's better than Batman Forever. Um, It's definitely better than. It's definitely better than Suicide Squad. I've never seen it, but it's certainly better than We're the Millers. (laughs) Uh, It's 
better than Doctor Strange. Yeah, I don't know, it you is. Know what? That's little oh boy. We got to do this. I honestly, even though I have issues with it, I do think it's probably in my top. Yeah, it's. Eight Marvel I movies. would say it's the. I'm looking. At, I'm looking over at my shelf, which has the Marvel movies on it right now. It's probably the best origin movie out of them. It maybe probably just behind Iron, Iron Man one has just stood the test of time, and it's just. A, Iron Man one's probably still my favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> They peaked yeah, with the first yeah, one. I'm kidding. They kind of did really though. Rock solid uh, foundation. It's, it's better. It's better than the Incredible Hulk. It's better than so Thor. Good. It's better than Cap One. Better than Ant Man. Better than Strange. Spider Man Homecoming. I think it's better than Spider Man Homecoming is good, but the action really is boring in Homecoming. Well, there's also just like no classic swing through the city. Wait, I mean, they shit. And I'm well, kind of no, like, Sean, Spider-Man's about, Spider-Man's him all about dude. triumphantly mean, standing in front of a waving American flag. And he does it at least, I think he does it twice in Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weird, the weird post-9-11 tradition of Spider-Man standing movies. in front of there's six Spider American there's flags. six Spider-Man yeah? movies. Yeah, that's do. what I'm saying. Like it started a tradition. It started a tradition. Like the the patriotism in 2002 sparked a tradition of Spider-Man la- standing or landing yeah. in front of American flag. And like that's I fine. It's, it's funny cool. I like it. it. I happens. think it's funny. It's kind of endearing. <laughs> And like and like when you don't actively you notice actively it, it's like whatever. But I think you I and I actively Dewey notice it. it. Or, or Dewey texted me. It was like one of those where I was like, Dewey, have you seen Spider-Man Homecoming yet? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing it later. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I got to talk to you about something. He's like, okay. And then it was like, do you see that American flag? He's like, yeah, they got it from the American flag. <laughs> At least once. And then a dude, yeah, a dude tells Definitely. him to do a flip. At least like the, <laughs> like, hey, Spider-Man, do a flip. And it's great. Well... Also, like, which one we could rank the best? We should rank the best and worst looking CGI flags because they're you all CGI. I think my favorite one, except for maybe the first one. Three. He does a cool land because it's like it he does like, a cool, like he like, lands land, and the camera's following him as he falls and he lands right in front of the flag and like immediately gets up and like runs and he ate like when I saw it in theaters I. I knew it. Like I think that was the first. I think that was the one that tipped me off. Where it was like, "Oh fuck, he does this every movie." But like that was the one. That's the funniest one because it kind of like it's almost just like bam, there it is. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, and it's definitely CGI. <laughs> well, and also, was it in the sequence where he's like landing right for his the celebration? Final battle, I think. So it's like he's fucking getting back in the oh, swing of things, okay. pun very much fucking intended, and then bam, he's got the side of America on him on his side, and he's got a he's got a very bored James Franco on his snowboard. <laughs> you mess with You mess with all one of us. Gets you mess with in all the of us. Spider-Man 2, um, the much worse version of a bunch of construction workers move cranes down the street so that he can get some. <laughs> That's amazing. Spider-Man. That's the first. That's the first Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. That's pretty. 
I couldn't remember who it is. See, Thomas Howell is. Uh, I hate weird, that part so weird much. role. When people try and tell me that they like that, well, I actually like the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man movies. I'm like, yeah, but what about that part? <laughs> what about that part where it starts and then it uh, happens and then it ends? Fucking put everyone in their place, uh, man. Looking, fuck. <laughs> and this is a guy that defended that I love the first one and then looking back I was like yeah the only part that really works is their relationship and, and that's because like it was really directed by the dude that did 500 days I remember my girlfriend in college we were on a road trip at one point and I fucking ranted about that movie for like a solid 45 minutes she was just like yeah I, I guess I shouldn't have asked and I was like oh I'm sorry because <laughs> I was just yeah, right. <laughs> An hour later. My, no- my nose was We're like, here. I blacked out for an hour there. What happened? Did I talk about Spider-Man again? Uh-huh. Dennis Leary shooting a shotgun off screen while still carrying um, a conversation. <laughs> he was shooting a frozen <laughs> lizard man. Um... What what else about Black Panther did you like? We Andrew? talked a lot about Andy Circus. I think we both really lit up when we were talking about the circus being in town. Um I liked again, I think I loved the look of Wakanda. I loved going down to the marketplace of Wakanda. Um we didn't really get a big look. We didn't see everything in Wakanda, which is fine because it's it makes me want to see more. Um, Dude, I, I'm like really pumped for more of it in Civil, Civil Infinity. Ooh. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Do you think the Soul Stones there? I was literally gonna ask you that. Yeah, I kind of like. I was. I don't know. It probably is gonna have to be, or but like maybe Thanos. Well, that could be the more that we haven't seen what if too. Thanos just wants the vibranium. Vibranium. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find that Soul Stone, but first I need a what if cool mountain. What if the vibranium is the soul stone? I think it's going to be like the heart of the meteor. Because like everything, all the stones are like kind of double functioned in the Marvel movies. Like the ether is a stone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. some of them have double functions. Yeah, so the Tesseract is one. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like it would work. I, I'd, be, I'd be into it. No. I mean, it's it's obvious. It's obvious, but I also I if it's like yeah, it's gonna be that. It's either I, gonna be I, the meteor if, or specifically underneath the heart shaped herb. Oh yeah, that yeah. It's like that's like the source of all of this his power. Uh, yeah, and it's also an avatar flower from Pandora, and it's also mm. it also connects you to. They burned them all. Burn it all down. The. Uh, uh, they have sex with it too, right? They connect their penis <laughs> hair braids. Yep, their pube braids, Sean. They connect their... <laughs> you know what I meant. Rem- remember when everybody <laughs> saw that movie multiple times in theaters? Uh, yeah, what was that? That was a phenomenon, yeah, How many dude. copies of Avatar do you own? <laughs> too many. No, no, no. Give me, give me a number. Two, three, was it three? I think it's, realistically, I think it's three. Because I have the standard DVD, standard. I have the director's cut DVD, you only have the direct- and I have the Blu-ray. You have the 3D Blu-ray, I think, right? 
I have the 3D Blu-ray, which is actually really fucking it cool. Is. Like it, it, it is really. I think cool. we've talked about this before. Possibly on <laughs> that the show. movie needs to be watched in 3D because like nothing. It really does. And it took a. That's why I like James Cameron though, because he knew he's like, this is a movie I'm making for 3D. Like this is Dude. the advent of the medium. Like it's gonna be cool. James Cameron, and he's re- he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Like you can't knock him. You can you easily can because he's a fucking monster. But like. Dude, he he's <laughs> in terms of directing. Yeah, yeah, he's like a fucking. He has like one bad. movie. He's a visionary. He's I mean, and it was his first movie, and it wasn't even his Piranha Two. True. Trying to tell me True Lies is bad. Fuck off, <laughs> Sean. I will fire you right now, the way Arnold does it, and then I'll drop a fucking Uzi down some stairs, and it'll it'll fucking light you up, man. That's what Jamie Lee Curtis did in that movie. Uh, and her name yeah. was Cassandra. <laughs> She's in that movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. The lead singer Wayne's from Crucial Reference is in fucking True Lies. I hear they well. <laughs> um, but I think I've brought this up in the podcast before. Like sometime last year, I think I watched Avatar because I'd been. I was like, you know, what? I just kind of watch Avatar. But I had to wait until no one was going to be home for like five hours. <laughs> I'm like looking around. I was like, okay. You didn't want the shame okay. of having to explain <laughs> why you're watching Avatar Andrew, in 2018. Oh, nothing. Oh, throw the glasses away. Oh, oh, oh jeez. <laughs> We should shoot a sketch where, like, it's like basically played off as like you got caught watching yeah. porn, but you're watching. Avatar. Hey, buddy, I don't know what the difference is between the two. Oh yeah, I, I mean, man, it's all. That's porn. the thing I love about these Navi. I keep getting older. They still have the same braids. That doesn't. That's not a. It's not anything. <laughs> I am curious. Uh, I mean, the dude makes the best sequels ever, so I think Avatar 2 might be pretty I cool. I feel like that's quietly why we've definitely talked about this before. I've made my case. That's all I talk about when everyone freaking talks about Avatar 2. I'm like, yeah, the guy that did Terminator 2 and Aliens, yeah, it's going to be sick. All right, I shut up. I talk about that, and then I talk about how the fact he's shooting four sequels at once to a movie only he yeah. still cares about, in about an imaginary world he knows everything about in a motion capture studio. So it's in a big empty space in that James Cameron's going to lose his fucking mind making a bunch of movies we don't really care about, but they're going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I'm going to watch it as if they're the ramblings of a crazy man. I've definitely talked about this before, but like... I That's true. We can watch We can watch a human deteriorate in front of our eyes. <laughs> it's going to be fucking... Worst case scenario. Best case scenario, but if you ask me. It's, but it's also, we've never had... Um, one we have we've never had a fictional world like Pandora the way that just exists in the movie medium like Middle Earth is very well realized but it's a it's it comes from you know the books obviously the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe is getting there but it you know, obviously comes from comics and things like that like there's never been like a a world like that that's just purely movies. Star Wars, well, yeah, but like you don't get. I feel like James Cameron's gonna give the weird, n- unnecessary details that the Star Wars books probably explore. Well, like, and also, I mean, there is, they're kind of commercializing Avatar now too, to the point 
I guess to kind of just like make it relevant again because it is isn't it like a part of Disney They'd Studios? Work- like, isn't there a There's ride? A world. They'd been working on it for a fucking while. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, yeah. That, that. That's the yeah. That's true. They probably started it in 2010, 2011, yeah. and then they were like, "Oh fuck, no one cares anymore." But he'd also, I think he was supposed to have like a sequel out by then. You know what I mean? Like he kept putting the sequels back because he wasn't ready, which I think is actually a good sign. Yeah. What's the thing? Like, I don't know. I like I'm gonna go just out of like morbid curiosity, yeah. but also like I'm kind of pumped. Yeah. Like, dude makes good sequels. Yeah. It's gonna be about. Like, it's gonna be different. Like, it's gonna be fucking time, different. Like, that's the, that's what he's yeah. good. It's time the blue people at. are gonna turn into white people, like in Shrek Two. It's gonna be a Shrek Two situation. <laughs> James Cameron's favorite movie. Hey, Sean, what you if know, you know how James Cameron's wh- really good at making sequels? You know what his favorite sequel is. Shrek, Shrek 2. <laughs> you know what the sequel he wants to make most? <laughs> Shark Tale 2. <laughs> well, like, what if, what if, like, the sequel's just, like, an all-out war? <laughs> Could be fucking sweet. Because, like, the, the humans are just like, all right, well, fuck you guys. We'll just kill you all. Giovanni <laughs> Ribisi's all mad, and he's just like, <laughs> and he, and, Word Lord Zenu. Um, Lord Zenu is a Scientologist. <laughs> Lord Zenu shows up in the movie as the like leader of another tribe of Navi. James Cameron's like, this is my love letter to Scientology. I, I had to get all the Thetans dude, out of James me. James Cameron made like a Dianetics movie. Fuck, that'd be crazy. We are so off topic, but I'm. I, <laughs> What are we talking, talking about? Black about? Panther, man. Um, it's, it's great. great. Go, Go see, see it. it. All right, dude. Uh, pause. Fucking. I got pee so fucking bad. <laughs> All right. And I know what you All want right. to talk about, so I'm, I'll be right back. And I saw, and everyone clapped at the end, and like we could get into the debate of like, is it right to clap at the end of movies? What's your stance on that, by the way? Have we ever talked about this? I, I don't mind at the end of a movie at all. I think it's dumb and during a movie. Mm. Like, people were clapping during the Star Wars credits. I was like, what, you haven't seen this fucking six times before? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're like, oh, oh, guess what? The Star Wars logo is going to come up. Yeah, because we know exactly what's going to happen. Like, that you know, shit why, pisses why me off because it takes hey, me out of it. Hey, hey, why didn't none of you clap when Luke Skywalker was drinking the sea monster titty milk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? I was the only one that clapped during that part. I was Um, the only one that masturbated during that part. I, boy, my my yeah, stance on people in. clapping, my stance on clapping is that it's fine at the end of the movie. You could do whatever you want at the end of the movie, but <laughs> hey, it I, really I, takes me out of it when you do it at the buddy, end. Buddy, I always do. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, no, I, All right, I, Paul Rubens. Oh, topical. Um, yeah, bringing it up, bringing it out of nowhere. How about the spleen? Pee-wee's pee-pee. The spleen? Uh... <laughs> I, uh, b- 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 I only ask because somebody uh, was talking about that in my improv group and was like, I fucking hate it. People were clapping and I'm just like, no one can hear you. I'm like, there, there is something to be said when a, when like an audience spontaneously claps at the end of a movie and there's no one there to receive that. There is something to be said about like that's kind of like a power of movies kind of thing uh, where it's over and people are just fucking love it. I, I, I hope... That it's not getting more positive criticism because of 
solely because of the representation. And I think that that's, but at the same time though, I think that's one of the movie's strongest. Well, it's not a bad thing that it's getting it. Yeah, it's well. You know, to, for the record, Sean and I are two straight white dudes to having trying to stumble through this yeah, conversation. So, I mean, and we're both afraid you, of it. Right probably now, shouldn't but. be listening to us anyway. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, I, I just wanted to like. I guess it's almost like a defensive like criticism of it, more so than like it's okay to not like movies. It's okay to like movies, and I don't know. Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. It's not okay to like that movie. And it started, it got a lot of good reviews, but it's not a good movie. And I, I think it was because of the backlash, because of the the women characters and it, like, being fucking awesome. Well, but, like, it's th- also just kind of a shameless movie. And it's like, why don't you just make a, an original movie with these women actors? Because it's like, you have great talent. And it's like, why not just, like, do something that's really similar to Ghostbusters, but not actually Ghostbusters? Because then you're just like cashing in on brand recognition, and it's like, yeah, I think these these actors are better than that, you know. And like, when they it's announced, just shameless Hollywood bullshit. When they announced the cast of the, when they announced the idea that it was gonna be an all women comedy foursome as the new Ghostbusters, I was like, this is a fucking awesome idea. Like, I was like, you know what? Let's take it in this direction because that's different enough. Let's fucking see it. Then they announced the cast. I was like. Ghostbusters is a very important movie in the Neil's household. They, the best paper I ever wrote in college was about it. The They announced the cast, and it's fucking awesome. Great. It's so good. No matter, how, no matter how you want to look at it, it's really good. It's a really fucking good cast, the four of them. Um, and then the movie itself is just kind of, like, bad. But there was that weird backlash with, the, with a bunch of, like, sad, angry, white male people just fucking hating it on online. And then... Well, just being like straight up like malicious and evil, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it did feel like that movie got better reviews as a backlash to the backlash. And again, I kind of hesitate to say that, but it's, I mean, Ghostbusters isn't very good. Um, I got it for free on an app on my Kindle. I got the movie, the watch movie. I forget what the app is called. They they YouTube you they YouTube hijacked your iTunes library and put their shit on it, there. there. There's an app. I forget what it's called. Let me see if I can pull it off. Pull it up right now. It's like Movies Anywhere or something like that, where it can sync your iTunes library, your Amazon library, and uh, oh yeah, like I've your seen that. Ultraviolet and digital, except for certain movie studios. So I, I ended up downloading that. And when I did, because I like added like three accounts or something like that, it gave me Big Hero Six, um, Ghostbusters 2016, the first Ice Age, Jason Bourne, and the Lego Movie, of which all I re- I mean I already have and love the Lego Movie. Ice Age One I haven't been able to figure out how to delete. Um, I have not seen Jason Bourne yet. I've been meaning to rewatch Ghostbusters 2016, and I just straight up haven't. And Big Hero 6, I mean, sure, why not? Uh, but it, it, I feel like that's a thing. And going into this movie review-wise, certain, certain YouTuber, YouTube personalities and stuff like that who would review it, I feel like I was avoiding their responses to it, waiting for people who were going to be more honest about like fucking red letter media will cut through any of the bullshit and like they'll they'll talk about yeah they don't they don't care about any, they, well they also probably don't get buttered up by the studios either like no if anything I think they you know what I mean like, antagonize the studios at this point it's great. yeah and 
And well, because like now you're I'm hearing more and more about YouTubers getting like set visits and, you know, screenings and, you know, so it's kind of just like, okay, like you're clearly you're not paying them off, but you're doing everything short of that. Yeah. Like Mr. Sunday Movies, Um, I really like slash the Weekly Planet guys. I listened to them, their take on it this morning. Um, They uh, Mr. Sunday Movies was like. It's not as much of a game changer as people are saying. He didn't love it. He was like, I, I mean, he's like, he's like, it's not like mind blowing or anything super crazy. Like we've seen a lot of these things before, but there's a lot of good stuff in it. Like, it's weird. It's 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 a difficult conversation, I think, for the two of us to have because I don't think we're the right authority on this. But no, I I do think there's something to say in that. I think there's an overwhelmingly positive reaction to this movie, in a warts and all kind of way. In that, like. It's just, Which we are also a part of. We both really liked the movie. Yeah, it, it, it's just something completely fucking different. Like the the style, yeah. the the Afrofuturism is something that I can't name another movie off the top of my head that has that kind of look and approach. The fucking cast being predominantly African American actors, and everyone and and also being as fucking stacked as it is, is great. It it's great. Just representation. It's a great fucking. There's there, even the music, the music and everything like the score and the music is great. And there's just a lot of stuff that you don't it's not as prevalent in like movies like this. And it's just awesome to see it. It's awesome to see it. And it's just to see how great it is and how it's great that this is making fucking money. And like the message better be to put like to just make more movies like this to and better representation just being a thing. So like the next time they try and do a live action and anime. also representation behind the scenes too. Yeah. Like having a black director and a black writer and you know, Did you say a female cinematographer that. earlier. What was the cinema? Yes. Yep. It's fucking awesome. Um, yep. Yep. She did Fruitvale station and Creed, yeah. I believe. I, um, I, I, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, let me pull her up again. I, and I, I do hate to say that I feel like wonder woman might've gotten a little bit of that, but Wonder Woman's also like pretty good. I just don't think it's like perfect. But then again, it's no, it's it's a well done film. Yeah, and it's probably objectively DC's best movie since The Dark Knight. Yeah. But the second time watching it, I enjoyed the first two thirds. The first two thirds of it. More, like, I thought better. it was better the second time I watched it. I was like, I I can, can forgive the third act a little yeah. more. The third act, I think, um, is just like. Whoa. Oh, she's. Uh, she's also nominated. She's the first female cinematographer nominated for an Oscar too. Oh, for Mudbound. Mudbound, yeah. Um, um, she did Dope. She oh, did. Uh, she did Black Panther, obviously. Uh, Wait. A lot of Oprah stuff. Um, oh. Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Um, that's, that's as in, in terms of what I would know off the top of my head, uh, most of the other stuff, a lot of shorts, a lot of TV oh, stuff. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> she shot Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. <laughs> you telling me that, the, that she shot t BDM? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been fucking seen the billion dollar billion dollar. <laughs> it's also Tim and Eric's BDM, so I, I don't think anyone really saw it. <laughs> no, I also haven't seen that movie in a while. That movie is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it is fucking ridiculous. 
the the shrimp sea the shrimp spa is really bad. But other than that, man, great fucking time. <laughs> yeah, the shrimp is the only part that's like pretty unwatchable. Yeah, but it's. I mean, most of it by most standards is unwatchable, but not by my standards and your standards. The government pays me um, to not sell any swords. <laughs> Tim steals a man. Well, now you do. You shit. shit. Well, now you do. You shit. Will Forte is oh boy. Um, that guy's comedic gold. Um, something about I don't Nebraska know. the other day, and he's even dramatic. I do agree with you, though. I do agree with you, though, that I think. Wonder Woman was probably because I said it in my review. I was like the the female guard of the Black Panther Party is probably going to people are probably going to forget about the Amazons pretty fast after this movie because like they kind of took center stage in Black Panther. Probably the smartest person in the world is Black Panther's sister. Um, That's true, too. Oh, dude, if they she has seeds with Tony Stark, that'd be awesome. Well, he has that, like, suit that builds up particular-wise around him that was in the Super Bowl spot. So either he's stealing... Oh! He's either stealing their technology or... Uh, that would be cool. Or she helped him out or something. The I think it's good that, like... But it's, like, a weird double-edged sword where it's, like, Wonder Woman and Black Panther are, like, great movies... Like they're they're good they're good I think that some objectively objectively they're good yeah. they're also it's also like we're not talking about them like they're the Godfather in terms of great movies it's like you know great for superhero movies yeah you know like there's a different level of greatness but it's also, that goes along with it's filmmaking. not a bad thing to heap all this praise on them in that representation has always been a fucking issue when it comes to movies and for them to be ideally a push in the right direction. But I do think that this movie does a good job of just like representing just again and I again I feel like the the female characters come out probably the strongest in this movie between his sister, the guards, Lupita, just cuz I'm pretty sure all three of them yeah. Angela, Angela Bassett. Bassett. She's not in that much to be fair. Not to, not to sound like an asshole, no, but, but I mean like, uh, she she's she she's I mean great. she's just great in everything she's she does, great. including Green Lantern. Um, I was talking to somebody about Hector Hammond earlier today. <laughs> what a sentence. Uh, look at yourself. Um, oh, God. Green- What's he done lately? Sean, uh, one time, uh, crashed over my parents' house, uh, which is where I still live. Thank you very much. Uh, I think after my <laughs> grad party in college. And I think he woke up Probably, before yeah. I did, and I come downstairs, and what's Sean doing? But watching Green Lantern on an FX. <laughs> anyway, I do not remember that. I do. Um, That's funny. We, yeah, <laughs> we definitely got into it. Um, Green Lantern, better or worse than Suicide Squad? That's actually a good question. <laughs> oh, that's hey, Sean. Tough. You know Probably what? Better. That's a question the two of us are qualified to answer and explore. Actually, I don't know, dude. Green Lantern is pretty fucking bad. But Brian, Brian Reynolds, Brian Reynolds, Brian Reynolds' twin brother, yeah, his evil twin. <laughs> the one that's how he gets. He's explore. the one who picks the bad movies. Ryan Reynolds picks the good ones. Brian Reynolds. Brian he, Brian Reynolds is in X Men Origins loved, and Green Lantern. Brian Reynolds loved the R.I.P.D. script. <laughs> 
And Ryan Reynolds does Deadpool and Just Friends and Van Wilder <laughs> and Waiting. And uh, probably one of his dramatic war- Oh, you ever seen Buried? So buried in there. No, you know what that's called. Here it's good. That's a good movie. Uh, what's the what's the one Hitman's Bodyguard? That wasn't that good. Oh yeah, that came, that, that should have been way better than it was, went, didn't it? Dude, so many movies now come and go. It's insane. Yeah. Like, I go on, I go on like uh, Hulu or something, and I'm like, did this even get a theater release? And like, Bruce Willis is in it or whatever. Oh, you know Bruce what I mean? Willis like, doesn't get a lot of theatrical releases anymore. Well, yeah, but it's just kind of like, I don't know if it's because the market is so big and also small at the same time. Like, you can just have direct-to-Netflix movies now and, like, direct-to-whatever. Yeah. Crackle. Straight to Crackle, yeah. And Joe Dirt 2, straight to Crackle. Oh. Um, <clears throat> you know, have I still not you know seen what I mean? Joe Dirt 2? I haven't. I have no desire to. Uh, where he um, travels through time? <laughs> So the <laughs> told me it was about. Oh, man. I don't know. It's just like there are movies with massive actors in yeah. it that are Momoa's got a bunch of stuff that no one's seen. Um, I don't think Game of Thrones people post Thrones have really clicked like a movie career. No, I hope Aquaman's I talk- good. I think it will be. Aquaman, I think we've talked about it. We're cautiously optimistic for it. Uh, Black Panther, we'll wrap it up. Final thoughts on Black Panther. Um, Do you want to? It was really good. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was probably, you're right. I think it's probably number two origin movie behind Iron Man. I'm going to look at the movies real quick and I'm just going to see if I can figure it out. I think Iron Man 1's better. It's better than The Incredible Hulk. It's definitely better than Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2's the worst one. It's better than Thor. Better than Cap 1. This is where it gets hard. Avengers, definitely not better. Avengers, than Avengers 1 is pretty fucking great. It's probably not better than the Avengers. Iron Man 3, I haven't watched in a yeah. while, but I Iron Man 3 in the ranking always throws me for a loop because I really enjoy Iron Man 3, um, as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably put it... Man... <laughs> I've been meaning to watch Iron Man 3 again. Uh, you know, I think I like Iron Man 3 better. Just, But that's like a stand the test of time. This is like after first viewing thing. It's better than Thor the Dark that's World. That's true. I like Winter Soldier more. Winter Soldier's probably better than Black Panther, which is fine. Guardians 1. Uh, boy, it's like... Fucking on, probably not. It's, it's probably like on like right par there. With Guardians One, I'd say. Guardians One is probably the closest movie it is to. Um, I'm gonna. T- well, it's like you said before, which was a good point. It's like secretly a team up yeah. movie. Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? It's like a secret like. Group yeah, movie. I'd I'd tie it with Guardians One. I think. Uh, then I'm gonna say it's better than Age of Ultron. Better than Ant Man. Civil War. I like better. It's better by it's better than Strange. Guardians Volume Two I like more. I'd say it's better than Spider Man, and I think it was better than Ragnarok. So that probably puts it. What did I say it was better than than it? Civil War. 
Civil War, Winter Civil Soldier, War. Guardians, it's tied with Avengers 1, Iron Man 1. So it was like... Fo- Guardians 2. It's probably yeah, in it's your like, top eight. I think it's number six or something like that. That was counting work. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the, I'm 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 gonna do. No, I'm gonna yeah. start my rewatch of the MCU movies probably starting in March. Just like that's I think a safe time that I'll be able to finish it up by the time for Infinity War. There's 18 movies, Sean. Uh, there's 18 fucking Marvel movies leading up to that. I got Ragnarok coming in the mail soon. Um, and I'm probably gonna try and re-rank them. Once, once that happens, I'm gonna do a running ranking. Where I'm gonna, where I'm gonna watch them in order. Oh, I mean, I'm definitely gonna try to do it too. I we should, oh, we should do that. We wanna do it by, we should do go by phase. Like, do a phase one review, yeah, phase man. two review. Are you gonna watch in chronological order of when they take place or? Nah. <laughs> just phases. phases. I'm just gonna do a real order of release. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool idea. We should do that. We should do a each each phase I review. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I really want a podcast venue to to discuss this. Well, that's what I mean. I was planning on rewatching them all before yeah, ten Infinity years. Because like I feel like that's kind of has to happen. Yeah, ten years of movies. It's all kind of leading yeah, up to can't this. Wait. Uh, boy, you think Thanos is gonna like? I hope it doesn't. Thanos suck. is gonna find his boyfriend. Like, is that what this is about? Is he going to pick between Peter? Is he, is he going to pick Peter? He's is he going to pick Gale? What's Thanos going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, bro. Peter. Peter. What a jabroni. Um, <laughs> Here's a quick spec Black Panther. Um, uh, Mbaku, I think his name is. Uh, he's Manape. I, I don't know his actual character name, and Manape is really uncomfortable to say in 2018. But... Well, they definitely didn't say it for a reason. (laughs) I know, and that's why I keep getting mad every time I say it. But his his like soldiers were called like the Jabori or something like that, and every time I was like Jabronis, (laughs) but they they certainly weren't Jabronis. (laughs) And I liked in the battle when when he called all of his Jabronis in. Like the first person that you see is like this badass female warrior who's just fucking like stabbing a dude, and then just like yeah. It's great. That's yeah. fucking badass. It, without drawing attention to any of that, I think. I think we've already done Final uh, Fantasy, right? I th- we're spinning. We're we spinning did. I, 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 I think it's. I think it's for me. It's probably. Let me think about movies that I liked more in the Marvel okay. universe: Iron Man, mm-hmm. Avengers, Thor: The Dark World, Cap, Cap Two, yeah, Thor: The Dark, Cap Two. Civil War. Nah, I don't even know if I like Civil War more. Civil War is um, not holding up on... Guardi- both yeah, Guardians. Civil War on repeat viewings is like... It's not as good. I do want to rewatch it because I want that... I should have watched yeah. it before I did. Black Panther oh, ended. I did after my um, car accident. Did I tell you I got in a car accident? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Andrew Andrew got in a car accident. Yeah, we're not going to talk okay. about it because I'll the be car thrown isn't. into a rage. Uh, but I watched... Uh, Civil War afterwards, and I it was on Valentine's Day. I got in a car accident, and I had plans that night, and then they fell through because of dealing with everything. Uh, so instead, I ate a frozen pizza and watched Civil War by myself. That sounds like a great night. I guess it's all right. Both Guardians movies I liked more. Iron Man, Captain America, Winter Soldier, the first Avengers. Ragnarok, what else is there? Homecoming, an Ultron, Mm-mm. an Ant Man. 
Mm-mm. Sean, but you love Ant Man. I might have it. My number six. Yeah, I think it's, it's right up that high. For me. It's it's good. It's good because it, it it's really good. Really good. Um, very cool. Very Sean, cool. I'm gonna propose something on the record. Uh, I think maybe our next one we should do. Well, Annihilation comes out next weekend. I don't know. Ooh, I'm I'm probably gonna see that as soon as I can. Oh, sweet. Then maybe we can do awesome. an episode on it. Uh, I have not caught up. We should do an Oscar. That's what I want to say, rather. I want to do an Oscar discussion. I don't know. Like, I want to do a weird lock in our picks, which reminds me. I think we both signed up for a pool. I don't know if you ever followed through on that. I'm going to do that on the Facebook. Oh, uh, if I get my next paycheck Uh, soon, I will. (laughs) I'm just going to bet a new car on it. Um, uh, (laughs) I still haven't seen the two movies I wanted to in the best... Best Picture nominees. I'm probably not going to get around to it unless I find them online. Um, but I want to do an Oscar discussion, and then maybe we can move into like a Phase One discussion. Or actually, March has a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to plan too much. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully, we didn't. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, we probably offended everyone, but. Uh... All right, and if Maybe. you're uh, still listening out there, Thank just do us a favor. Do me a favor, do Sean a favor. Do us two favors. Number one, buy your tickets to Avatar 2 now. And number two, <laughs> don't freeze. You know, like in, like in the movie? Ooh, yeah. like in Black Panther. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Instagram, Sean and Andrew talk about movies. One one long. It's yeah. spelt how you think it does. Uh Twitter, Sean underscore and underscore mm-hmm. Andrew. Uh, we're on Facebook and like uh, give us a review on uh, iTunes because we don't we don't have any reviews on iTunes we or friends. we don't have five yet because it doesn't show. We don't have anyone. No one listens yeah. to this, so we just do it to talk and we record it. Uh <laughs> It's adorable. It's Your adorable. mom. Have I ever told my mom how to listen to a podcast? She, <gasps> my girlfriend listens. So, first. Oh yeah, I got a girlfriend. I didn't tell you show. that. Yeah. So is this gonna like mess up the podcast flow, man? <laughs> is this gonna like? She's, she's gonna, gonna Yoko, Yoko our, our podcast, podcast, dude. I'm gonna start calling her Yoko because I've never <laughs> met her yet. <laughs> I feel like that's a solid introduction to me. Maybe you should uh, come meet her. Let's stop recording because I'll send you the thing now. All right. Enjoy Black Panther. It was really great. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye.